Hi, listeners, and welcome to Did You Bring Earplugs, a musical misadventure with four mucus-filled miscreants. Let's take that again. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Did You Bring Earplugs, a musical misadventure with four mucus-filled miscreants. I'm Julian Suga, and with me, as always, are four. I I always forget about Phoebe, and like... You remembered her this time. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, 3.5 other people. Uh, Who's in the room? (coughs) Mucus Mike. Ew. (laughs) <laughs> um, oh yeah stuffed up sasha jubilant jillian wow all right oh, yeah. and i'm jiggly julian a little, <laughs> a little, bit, a little bit too jubilant for my taste today i'm let's, on and popping let's be 3.5 percent less jubilant so mm. uh over the past couple of weeks we've had a couple of fun uh live music experiences um it is the kind of waning months of summer festival season here in chicago and uh we we dipped our little toesies into into a few of those um so i guess we can talk about le le festival de riot mm-hmm. as as the french would say I'm I'm fluent in, in fake fake French. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, and Francais, I believe that's what they call it, right? Oui. Oui. Oh, I think that's like an Italian dish somewhere. Pan fried. Jillian, do you want to get on this? Holy shit. Uh, no, actually. No, okay, cool. <laughs> that well, was on purpose that I did not. <laughs> uh, so September means um, warm months, uh, the end of summer, and if you live in Chicago, Riot Fest, which is a three-day uh, punk and metal and question mark music festival that take pla- takes place in Douglas Park. Um, and we went to a couple days. Uh but Jillian, you went to the Saturday I did. Uh, day mm-hmm. of Riot Fest. I'm going to say day, a whole bunch. And uh, you saw some bands. You, you, you saw some, some folks. Yeah. Tell us all about it, stud. Um, well, it was my first time going to Riot Fest, so I was exhausted just thinking about <laughs> it. But I was very excited. Um, I went with my friend and yours, Jill Grove. And that was a lot of fun. You're you're saying that to the audience, my friend and yours. Name dropping over here. Public figure, Jill Grove. I am. Public figure that everybody loves, Jill Grove. Um, We got Dunkin' Donuts coffee beforehand, so that really set the stage, if you will. You know, I've heard America runs on Dunkin'. It sure does, and so do I. Nice. So, um, we saw the struts. pretty entertaining. So I think you're saying the Strokes wrong. I am not. I wish I was saying the Strokes. I love the Strokes. That is not the band that I'm talking about. Um, uh, but the guy was like a, a real showman. I had never listened to them before, but... Um, How would you describe the music that the Struts play? Um, like a Queen cover band. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wait, are they a Queen cover band? They might as well be. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's not bad. Like, you know how... Um, What's oh Greta Van Fleet is like a horrible that's exactly what I was literally thinking. Like, thinking cover yeah. band like yeah, they're yeah. not good but the Struts are like an accurate like they they write their own music but it's just very uh, very similar and they do a good job at it big so. anthemic yeah and uh, really good stage presence like even if you don't know the music it was fun to watch still and kept my attention so that was really good and it was at the same stage as. Um, it was right before Manchester Orchestra, which mm-hmm. was like the main mm. event for me. Um, and it was really, really great. So as soon as they finished their set, we like ran to the front. I think even though they weren't rows, mm-hmm. we would technically be in the second row. There was like two people in front of us. So it was very close to Andy Hull. I could almost touch him. Mm. And I love Andy Hull very, very much. And Man- Manchester Orchestra is a, is a favorite of yours. Yes. Yeah. 
I had seen Andy Hall do a solo set a couple of years ago before I moved to Chicago in a very small venue, and he was great then, but I've like followed the whole band for years, so mm. it was cool to see all of them. W this was your first time seeing the yeah. full band? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it was so incredible. Even like halfway through the set, he said, I think this is my favorite show I've ever played. And Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Wow, and wow, then, wow. And then nice. the next morning, he posted a picture from it, and he said... Chicago, that was my favorite show we've ever played. We'll oh, see you guys yeah. in December. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, they're coming here. Yeah, yeah we, we got go. our tickets already. Go. Oh, me and Jill. Cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, well, they're playing I um, mean Everything and Nothing from front to back. So oh, That and Simple oh, really? Math are like two of my favorites. Yeah, I, I like, love Simple I Math. I like oh. Simple Math mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. So and perfect. they played Simple Math um, <clears throat> the other night. So that was really, really good. And they played The River. And they did like something special with it in the beginning. Oh, so this was this was just a, a normal festival set. They weren't one of the full album performers, right? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a full album because of some weird advertising they did, but mm. it was not. And it was a really, really well-rounded set, really incredible. How um, many members were up there? How many pieces did they have? Horns and everything too? No, no, no. Just uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's like his main collaborator, mm -hmm. uh, the other guitarist, and then the bassist. Holy shit, was so good. I have no idea who he is. I think he's newer within the last few years to the band, but he's incredible. And so is the drummer. They're all excellent musicians, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Andy Hull is just... Uh, They've been around for a, for a minute, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. For a long time. Yeah, so seeing that was such an experience. And it was like near the end of the night. I listened to, I think, a little a little bit more after that. But mm -hmm. um, we had a, a big day the next day. So. But so Mano was the, the main event yes. for you that day. Yes. Nice. And what were... Uh, did you want to see the struts going in, or did that just so happen to be a, a set that was happening uh, before Manchester Orchestra? Jill actually gave me the option. <laughs> she said, oh. <laughs> here are two bands that I'm interested in seeing, um, and I, I picked them. And it just happened to be at the same stage and like right before Manchester Orchestra, so it worked out so well. Extremely magnanimous of Jill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. Yep. Uh, any any sights or sounds uh, other than the musical acts that, you, that were remarkable from, from Saturday? No, it was pretty much the same view on Sunday. I will say, though, that I was, uh, like, after Manchester Orchestra, we went to just look around and see if, like, merch was anywhere, but mm -hmm. it was just the food area, and mm -hmm. it was dark outside at that point. Um, and I was, like, waiting by a tree, and I heard my name said, like, very faintly, and I was like, ah, it can't be. And this is an enormous festival in Chicago. Yeah. People come in for all of it, you know? And then I heard it again, and I turned around, and in the dark, I couldn't even see who it was. It was my friend Selena that I just, like, had found out was going that night, Was too. she calling your name? No, she was just like, Jillian? She was... Uh, and I turned around in the dark. Like, you, I couldn't see her face. She couldn't see mine, but I think she, like, she either, like, made out the outline of me or, like, heard my voice <laughs> to smelled someone you, else or scent. something like that. Yeah, she was like... Wow, that smells like an angel. Is that Jillian? <laughs> and I said, yes, that's me. That's that's where that song Smells Like an Angel is, yeah. is written about you. Uh, yeah. All about me. I don't like to talk about that, but... <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that, those are the kinds of run-ins that you, that you hope you have at, at, at a festival like that. I think I know you the best when I sleep I think I know everything Uh, 
Uh, yeah, we're, uh, Riot Fest is uh, so. This was also my first year going to Riot Fest. I guess we can segue into Sunday, the the day that we all went. All four members, all four corporeal recording members of uh, Did You Bring Earplugs? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my first time going to Riot Fest as well. Yep. Um, I bemoan not having experienced it during the Humboldt Park era, <coughs> um, but you know, Riot Fest, you fucked up. Um, and got kicked out of Humboldt Park, um, but it's, it was a lot bigger than I was expecting. Um, it was it's huge. I mean, when I went, I went, I went to Humboldt a few years ago, like the last year they did it there, and it the difference in size is insane. So like, Humboldt was smaller. It felt so much smaller to uh, me. It just felt easier to get around. I feel like we spent so long getting to the food, <laughs> like yeah, walking yeah. there. <laughs> the layout was weird. It's such a weird layout to me. Because I feel like the food is usually like sort of in the middle of the stages, or yeah. like at least in a spot. It just felt so pushed to the back. Yeah, to me. it was tucked like, more by that other entrance, and yeah. it was so yeah, separated. Yeah. And you had you had to follow such a specific weird route to get there. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a stage that kind of was smack dab like, in the middle. You had to it, yeah. walk all the way around to get to the food. Yeah, yeah. that was really yeah. weird. It was very strange. Um, but yeah, we we went to the Sunday. Day? What's a better way to say this so that I don't say it again with my dumb mouth? Just Sunday. We went to Sunday. Is it? Is that what day means? Uh, We went to Sunday at Riot Fest. That feels bad, too. Um, But we went to see, very specifically, against me, uh, uh, Gainesville, Florida Zone, against me, Mm -hmm. play... Uh, two of their best albums. I mean, you know, if if we're ignoring um, uh, New Wave and White Crosses, they don't really have a bad album. Um, But yeah, they were playing uh, full album sets. Uh, They played the entirety of Reinventing Axl Rose Mm -hmm. and the entirety of Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Which, fucking, it's so good. How how <laughs> so could you ask for, like, I, I imagine that there are against me fans out there that really love New Wave, really love White Crosses, no. especially because New Wave was the was maybe the first album that got like really significant radio play. Mm-hmm. Um, but reconsider. I would urge you to reconsider because those those albums are are not great. In, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and uh, um, transgender dysphoria blues felt like a, an artistic reawakening for Laura Jane Grace. Anyway, we're we're getting mm-hmm. to the weeds, but um, yeah, guys, what, what initial reactions? Let's 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 chat about it. Incredible. Yeah, it was fun. I yeah, they seem. Sorry. Yeah, they it's seem fun. like an institution at Riot Fest now, mm-hmm. like a mainstay. Yeah, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. she was like, I think she said like. This is my favorite festival. Like right before yeah. they started. Yeah, that's like the first. She and like you came could, out, and you could tell she was so like all of them were so energetic. Into it, yeah, yeah. Really so they're smiling and just enjoying mm-hmm. it uh-huh. so much. Sweating so, buckets too. So great to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. sweating buckets. The drummer too. was and just ear, you know, ear to ear smiling and just drumming <laughs> yeah. his fucking ass off. So I know. Great. Well, Drenched you know what? Sweat, He's keeping up. Be. Because it's most of the original lineup now again, mm-hmm. yeah. aside from Warren Oates on drums. Like, mm-hmm. if they had him back for that performance, I would have died. Where is it, d- so? Do we think Warren went back to his planet of Sasquatch Men? Uh-huh. Do you think he's just like roaming some, you know, Pacific Northwestern forest? I'm actually a, an enormous. Uh, and so I know that he like started a restaurant or something like that. Warren, that's really? awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. One of my favorite. So. Um, has anyone ever seen their their tour documentary? We're never going yes. home. Mm-hmm. There's a drinking game for that. Really? I own two copies of Is it. There? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I uh, th- there's a part in I forget which song it is, but uh, where uh, 
Tom Gable, nay, Laura Jane Grace sings about uh, a drum part that's pretty fucking boring. Mm-hmm. And every time he'll, he'll like flip off the audience, Warren Oates will flip off the audience. And I don't know why, but the image of that from that documentary is like seared in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Warren, who's yeah. still alive and apparently in the restaurant industry. But, <laughs> I believe so. Um, but yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty... So, so Andrew Seward had been with them f- like pretty consistently, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that what's the bassist name? Uh, wait, Andrew, Kevin? No, James. James Bowman. James Bowman, mm-hmm. right, right. And he rejoined somewhat recently, right? No, James has always been wait. there. Oh, oh, James is the guitarist. Yeah, James yeah. is the Andrew guitarist. Is the Andrew Seward is the bassist. Yeah, okay. Bassist, and he sorry. left for a number of years. Right. Was there a reason for the departure? I think, I mean, I can't imagine getting famous in a punk rock band where, like, there's longevity in the future it could happen and it has Mm -hmm. but only at a certain level Mm -hmm. and i just don't know like how sustainable that is like as you grow into like a full-blown adult where you're like am i going to just keep touring for the rest of my life or do i want something different and there was a lot of turnover with that band it seems like like for yeah in the eras in between yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but more so for like timing or other other factors such as that Maybe. No, like infighting between. I mean, I, when I, I listened to her book, I think there was a lot of there was some interesting stuff that happened. Obviously, when she came out, but like yeah. I don't think that was the reason. I mean, that was all before that. I think it just seemed like maybe it was like a timing thing or mm-hmm. created maybe some creative differences. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll never know everything. But. Yeah, and, and to to your point, Sasha, it feels like she hints at some turmoil within the band uh, around yeah. her coming out but yeah. um, it's not explicit and I, and I think maybe she does that to spare you know yeah, um, be courteous the different yeah right, yeah, um, right. but sure. regardless they're fucking back and they're mm-hmm. tight as hell yes um, so good yeah. and she normally hates Chicago like she's yeah, very she's open, very about, open like, about that hating yeah. that she lives here she lives here obviously because her daughter and her ex live here mm-hmm. but if her daughter wasn't here she would not be living in Chicago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see her come on stage and actually just be so excited yeah. oh, it was incredible um, yeah. the one thing that I was surprised by I, I fully expected more of the crowd to know Transgender Dysphoria Blues yeah. mm-hmm. just because it's the newer album it's it's the most kind of newsworthy mm-hmm. um, but a not inconsiderable number of the crowd left after they finished reinventing yeah a lot of people yeah. left and, mm-hmm. and it seemed like the whole crowd or at least 90% of it you know were singing along to reinventing mm-hmm. and then less so during mm-hmm. Transgender Dysphoria yeah, I was surprised I even that. don't know that much of um, Transgender Dysphoria Blues but because the earlier albums are just so in yeah, there. you've had decades and to listen yeah. to or basically, yeah. <laughs> and I've, I'll listen to that yeah. one every once in a while. There's like songs on it that are so incredible, yeah. but I'll just go back and listen to those. I never think to go and listen to that right. from Whole front album. to bottom, you yeah. know. Um, mm-hmm. But it was great hearing it live. Yeah, it's so good live. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I fell in love with transgender dysphoria just because it it again it felt like a a return to more consistent quality following yeah. uh, new wave and white crosses, which I don't really like um yeah but then also reading her book um her memoir um she she basically writes about the inspiration and synthesis behind all of those songs Mm -hmm. and a lot of the lyrics in that album are actually pulled (laughs) from basically her like journals Mm -hmm. um like almost directly um like the lyric um rough surf on the coast i wish we could have spent the whole day alone is literally pulled verbatim from like a journal entry mm-hmm. that she wrote uh because the, the kind of the chapters of the book are 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 um book ended uh with like journal entries or or at least like snippets of mm-hmm. um so yeah just having the background on those on those lyrics was it, it yeah you know provides a better understanding of of the album and and kind of made it a little feel a little more significant but mm-hmm. um to your point, reinventing it, to <laughs> both of your point, Mike and and, and everybody. Uh, it's just you know we've had decades of time to just like right. return endlessly to that album and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it it's it triggered a lot of memories. Um, the, yeah, the acoustic solo performances were those more for the second half. I feel like even though there was more like acoustic solo. Song, uh, songs and reinventing Axl Rose. I feel like they brought more instruments to that, but then had more acoustic solos yeah, for the of, second half. I mean, like the song the... with her, the better daughter. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that one specifically. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the only one that was like fully acoustic, I think. And then, um, was what is the 48 Hours of Sleep or the, oh. whatever the closing track mm-hmm. for Reinventing is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Th- th- that, mm-hmm. those were pretty true to what they sound like on the album. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so no, no, I, I don't think there was any like, oh, we're going to like really acoustic up these two tracks. I, I think it was, it was a pretty, pretty just, yeah, honest yeah. representation of the albums. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. was interesting she brought up that on reinventing she never used a capo so she didn't have to change guitars at all that entire set mm-hmm. yeah. and then when she started yeah. playing transgender she like noted that you know she had like grown musically or whatever she yeah. wanted to try new things and so like it was like a new guitar every couple songs mm-hmm. switched out and i was like oh i wouldn't have mm-hmm. even like thought of that yeah and, and it makes sense because like re- reinventing was on the heels of their like like when it was just uh, Tom Gable and their former drummer, the drummer uh-huh. that, that that he started Warno. the band with. Mm-hmm. No, it oh, wasn't the one Warno's. before that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. gotcha. Um, you know, coming off of like the two or the the acoustic EP and the crime EP. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I love crimes. That's um, so good. But yeah, it was still very much steeped in like the the kind of very basic punk rock aesthetic um, yeah. of whatever Gainesville, Florida scene. Uh, you know, they were a part of. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, that song, that album just rips so hard. Have you guys ever seen that article? It's like an ongoing theme. They do it with different artists, but they have the artists rank their their albums mm-hmm. from what they think is like best to worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she ranked Transgender Dysphoria Blues as number one, mm-hmm. but she ranked Searching For, which is maybe least. my favorite album, as her least. And I was like, wow. You're telling me that you think White Crosses and New Wave is Are better, better than <laughs> Searching For? Are you kidding me? It's like, look, I understand that you made this art, yeah. but you're wrong but about you're your so own work. But you're so wrong. <laughs> that album's really divisive, I feel like, though, amongst the community. Searching and obviously, as... Yeah, as yeah. an artist, it's oh. divisive. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, I think oh, so. Man. She said because like that's that like the most too. produced album out of all of theirs. You know, really? Oh, 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 oh! I'm sorry, you said searching for a former clarity, not yeah. Rambin. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, and I feel like I searching for a former clarity is is also wrapped up in when her tra- her her transgender mm-hmm. dysphoria was really starting to. Um, Kind Take of solidify, home. yeah. Um, because that, like, um, Pretty Girls, the Mover, I like she that. rewrote yeah, lyrics references in that song that. Yeah. Yep. to be more heteronormative. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the the lyric in That's the middle of the song where she goes, "You wouldn't think something not... like um, irresponsibility could complicate complicate something like, like asking for some company." The original lyric is, "You wouldn't think something like uh, gender identity could complicate mm. something like." So on and so forth. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, she talks about it in the in the book, um, oh, in, in yeah. terms of like how yeah, she ha- how she wanted that. she like, was like afraid of that, um, yeah. of being like coming open out. with it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I and I, I think there, there I think there were just a lot of complications around that album. Like like um, their relationship with Sire Records was oh, like yeah. souring mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I can understand just from like a deeply personal perspective. And but and, with all of that going on, she wrote. A banger, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. every one of those songs. Miami, and then I, fucking Miami, fucking mm-hmm. Miami. Um, and and I remember there, there was a lot of backlash from their fan base around that album. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah, I do. Rem- I do remember talking about that in the book. I just don't like. I I don't know. I've always thought that's one of the best albums they've ever. Really I, I really yeah. love it. I mm-hmm. love it too. But well, you probably didn't get into it and like participate in online forum. It's true. Bullshit. You know what I mean? I was young. Yeah. yeah. All the it's haters. True. There's there's a um, a segment with uh, it's an interview with a with a fan um, in the in the documentary where he where it's this like chubby gutter punk from Florida and he says and and I think he's talking about um, as the eternal cowboy but he says oh Tom Gable doesn't even sound like Tom Gable on the new album and I think that speaks to the weird spe- specific like kind of short sighted fandom that a lot of punks engage in get, which yeah. is like yeah. they, they want it to be this one very specific thing and when it deviates from that it's it's unacceptable yeah mm-hmm. so I, I can understand from a naive fan perspective why they would dislike searching for a former clarity but mm-hmm. yeah I, mm-hmm. I, I love that album mm-hmm. yeah it's those damn white crosses and new waves that i don't like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that was wonderful um our ambition was to see more at Riot Fest, <laughs> but then adult, adulthood kind of um, uh, reared yeah. its ugly face. Oof. And um, yeah, there wasn't much 
to the rest of that day. Um, Jillian and I ate some Chinese. very mediocre Chinese food. <laughs> um, Sasha had some pretty delicious looking chicken. Yeah, mm-hmm. Harold's shit. Mm-hmm. And some fried okra was really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yum. Mike um, off screen inhaled some vegan food <laughs> that none of us saw. Mm-hmm. It may yeah. or may not have. Happened. I had a little bit of it. Soul it vegan delicious. on the south side. Mm-hmm. So there good. you go. There's your plug. <laughs> go there. Make it's the trek. It's um, delicious. Yeah. We walked around trying to look for merch um, <laughs> and were largely unsuccessful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We saw two and a half songs of the B 52s as we yeah. were walking, uh-huh. which was pretty fun. It was um, really fun. It was nice fun. being in that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, Brings back memories of the Flintstones movie every time I hear Love Shack. Yeah, is that the specific not, memory? It's not not a good memory, I would say. Like, you know, it's a memory though. John, John Goodman, uh, yeah, the whole cast. That just, movie. That movie is so. Oh, it's so messed up. Let's just shit so on bad. live action for a while. That <laughs> Lion King. You you know, you know what bad live action movies you are. For shame. For yeah, shame. so for all Mike's those bad rap. live action movies listening out there, you know you know what you, you know did to. Shame are. on you producers. You know shame who on you are bad live action. Um yeah, uh, any anything else anyone wants to remark about about uh Sunday Riot Fest? People mm-hmm. watching? Mm-hmm. I saw some furry-esque people um There's a lot of costumes. Baseball yeah. field, baseball diamonds mm-hmm. and some amazing sleeves, <laughs> tattoo sleeves. Yeah, yeah, amazing really tattoos sweet. arrive us. Oh well, yeah, what, there was a girl walking around with just like a big rubber mask. What was what was the mask? It was like a bird or something. Yeah, and then the bird. guy was just like a wizard. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was so we also saw Gandalf, Gandalf and a, a Skeksis. There's also an astronaut. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full on NASA like. Mm-hmm. Orange no helmet, suit. though. NASA yeah, no, no, yeah, NASA. Na- NASA. <laughs> NASA's corgi ass. NASA's corgi ass. But yeah, g- generally it was a, it was a fun day. Um, I think Riot Fest, you need to uh, you need to work on your your janitorial uh, staff yeah. because um, it was real dirty. And and th- this was something that I noticed that was actually articulated by I think the Chicago Tribune writer who wrote about it, which was that there was a lot of cigarette smoking, like a lot, yeah, a lot of cigarette smoking, um, like in the middle, like during like. During against me, there was tons of people. Sure, were cigarettes. No, yeah, (laughs) like for sure they were. They were definitely cigarettes. I mean, we smelled some some of the. We saw some joints too, of course. But but. yeah, like marijuana smoke, I have less of a problem with. Like cigarette smoke is much more offensive to my to my and it gets my sensitive wood nostrils stuck in your like clothes (laughs) too. Yeah, Yeah, cigarette smoke is just (laughs) like heavy and sticky and and gross. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't disrupt my enjoyment too much, but. Yeah, just kind of a dirty festival in general. And yeah. I guess on Sunday when we were all there, we had the misfortune of being there after it rained, so it was a little gooshy yeah, at spots. Yeah, that's true. Oh, gooshy. <laughs> <laughs> the sound your feet make. Uh, final thoughts on Riot Fest 2019. I like it. I think it had like one more stage on Pitchfork. It felt a little bigger, but mm-hmm. they definitely should have had merch tents like where you could get vinyls and whatnot. Or just more prevalent. I like I feel like it was, mm-hmm. present. again, just so tucked away. Mm-hmm. It was hard to find. And better placement for the food. Mm-hmm. You had to walk yeah. way across the, you know, field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and my, my parting message is to all the people that bought those souvenir soda mugs, <laughs> I'm sorry you did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So three of the four of us also went to another show on uh, September 11th, a date of which has no other significance. Um, we went to see uh, Mannequin Pussy at Lincoln Hall. Um, so yeah, uh, oh, yeah, Mike, Sasha, uh, initial thoughts? <sighs> Amazing. It was so much fun. I it think that's so my fun. favorite 
favorite concert this year so far. Oh, all right. Well, we still got yeah, a few months left, that and was, there's some big stuff coming That's up. definitely up, up there for me as well. I think that was like a top three for sure. It was so much fun. Totally She's agree. such a babe, though. She honestly. really is. Like the get-up, the attitude, yeah. just... God. What an amazing! Oh, person. she will. Yeah, she eats. She eats faces. I think. <laughs> um, so before we get into the headliner, um, two bands opened for Mannequin Pussy. Ellis, mm-hmm. which we didn't really see any of uh, in person. Uh, heard we, a little bit. We, yeah, we heard a little bit from from the uh, lobby bar area. Um, th- from what we heard at the venue, sounded a little more hard and aggressive than the stuff that is on her Spotify, but there's only like mm-hmm. two or three songs on Ellis's Spotify. So maybe that's mm-hmm. not necessarily representative of what, what she sounds like. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see enough to make a judgment call. Sounded fine, but we weren't really paying attention. Um, more importantly, or more significantly in my memory, we also saw Destroy Boys. We saw- basically their whole set. Um, Destroy Boys are an East Bay hardcore band from Oakland, California. And would it surprise you to know that they've been around since 2015 when I think their lead singer and guitarist must have been five? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, So Destroy Boys is Alexia Roditz, who's the lead singer and guitarist. Uh, Violet Mayugba? I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, the guitarist and background vocalist, uh, I think she was the young lady with the extremely, extremely long, long hair. hair. She was great. Um, yeah, Fallon awesome. Walls on bass and Narsai Malik on drums. Um, Fallon and Narsai are, are two newer members of the band, uh, but Alexia and Violet have been around since the inception. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so Violet at, at some point was talking about how she wasn't 21 yet, and 20. We all, she wasn't 20 yet, then yeah. we all we all shuddered. So that means that she was <laughs> 15 when this band started. Um, It's actually, so reading about them uh, for research, they are sort of quite famous. Mm -hmm. Um, They featured very prominently in an East Bay battle of the bands. They got a little bit of notoriety from that. And Mm. most recently, Billy Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day is like a huge proponent and fan of theirs. so yeah, they, I think they've they've got they've got some legs under them. Yeah, um, I actually saw a Destroy Boys shirt at Riot Fest. No, yeah, yeah, as, as did yeah. I. Um, I think they put on a really fun set. Um, mm-hmm. They they sound very East Bay to my ears. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really really enjoyable. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. I I they're so young, so it's yeah, weird. Yeah, give but them like, a few years. But like, but I still feel like it out. still felt like they've been like you can kind of tell they actually have been around for a while because mm-hmm. they were they're really good like the the um guitarist with the really long hair she was like killing it yeah. yeah and they have just like great energy they're trying to get mm-hmm. everybody hyped and like to clap along and jump jump up and down and all that yeah so, yeah yeah there was there was some, uh, some, some band, organized uh dancing and, yeah. and moshing and and jumping yeah. um they did a they did a girls to the front mosh pit as well yeah, um yeah um <laughs> Yeah, they were they were kind of bratty, but they had really nice energy. And uh, <laughs> at one point, um, uh, Alexia, the lead singer, um, she said that she was kind of giving us the instructions on what we were supposed to do jumping wise. The instructions mm-hmm. weren't entirely clear. I felt that they could have been a little bit better. Maybe like maybe like a bullet pointed up PowerPoint presentation. But you know, I digress. Um, but she was like, "This is for everyone in the audience, even those people over thirty or something like that." Oh yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I, I think I turned to you guys and I was like, "I feel a little too seen right now." <laughs> you can jump two thirty-year-olds. Yes. It's yeah. Just harder on your knees. Yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. just feel it more. You could uh, just all the thirty-year-olds are just like, "Oh, oh." Yeah, with their creaking <laughs> shins. Ow. ow. Um, But yeah, I thought it was a really, really fun set. Um, Had I not spent a small fortune on Mannequin Pussy merch, I would have picked up their LP, but uh, Mm -hmm. maybe in the future. Um, But yeah, so you guys enjoyed them? Yeah, I thought they were great. It was fun. Yeah. Wish I brought my earplugs, though. Yeah. 
Oh boy. For a, for a podcast called Did You Bring Earplugs? We really the answer is too it. often no. <laughs> um, oh, that was the other thing about Riot Fest. Riot Fest was really loud. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. super like, loud. Like really, really loud. Yeah. Um, like you could hear like the other band playing wherever they were when Against Me was playing. Yeah, what I was that band? Least, the, I can't remember. Was it Low? No, or, Ride. Well, Ride was Ride, before that. Ride. We roared. <laughs> <laughs> They're from the UK. Um, <laughs> so not to belabor the main event anymore, uh, Mannequin Pussy are a punk rock band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, this year, 2019, they released their third LP called Patience. Uh, their first for Epitaph Records, uh, strong indie Epitaph Records, uh, home to bands like Bad Religion, etc. Um and uh, yeah, uh, their previous two albums, Gypsy, Pervert, and Romantic, were released in 2014 and 2016, respectively, on Tiny Engines, a uh, indie label from the Carolinas. Uh, they are Marissa... All right, how do you pronounce her last name? Is it Dabiche? Dabiche? Dabice? I feel like... Wait, let me look. It's gotta be... It, it's it. D-A-B-I-C-E. Dabiche. Dabiche. Uh, lead yeah. singer and the guitarist, uh, Kayleen Redding. I, I believe it's Redding. And I, I'm saying that only because I've been to a, a city in Pennsylvania that's spelled the same way, and mm. it's called Redding, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. She is... I, I love Kayleen so much. She is. She looks totally unassuming, and she is the fucking best drummer. Yeah, I, she really does look unassuming. Yeah. yeah. She really does. Um, uh <laughs> Athana Athanasios Paul on guitar, on lead guitar, and Collins, quote, Bear Regisford <laughs> on bass. Um, this is the best group of human beings with yeah. the best goddamn names you've ever heard in your life. Um, quick side note, uh, Jill also accompanied us to this Mannequin Pussy show, and Jill and I got a quick bite to eat at uh, Chicago, uh, Seoul, uh, 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 rather Korean fusion restaurant, Institution, uh, uh, Jesus. Del Sol, Del Sol. <laughs> um, and Kayleen was having a quick bite by herself at Del Sol beforehand, and she like she's so unassuming looking that I was like, I think that's the drummer from the band we're about to go see, but I couldn't be sure. And then she was walking into the venue with like the performer wristband on, and I was like, that was her. Glad I didn't say anything because like don't bother people while they're eating. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, mm -hmm. how was that show for you guys? Was it fun? Did you have so a Did fun. you have a show? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. You enjoyed it, Mr. Moshpit. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the same Who's thing that, that old that, man jumping in that Mr. crowd Mosh over there. Dad, Dad, you're embarrassing me in front of all my new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mr. Moshpit. <laughs> it's just Moshpit. It's just Moshpit. <laughs> hey, Mr. Moshpit. There's my little man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those cute little jumps. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Uh, I love it. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I did what um I always seem to do at punk shows as an adult in his thirties, which especially is at that Lincoln Hall. I yeah, especially at Lincoln <laughs> Hall, which is that I promise uh, my friends and myself that I'm not going to go into the mosh pit because I'm too old. And then a couple songs in, I'm like, well, I'm going in. See you guys in hell. And you're like, hey, Mike, hold my cell phone for me. <laughs> yeah. I we, did, yeah, you I did it say it like that. Well, yeah. I get some hops in. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so my dumb ass keeps my phone in my back pocket because I don't want the weird outline that it makes in your in your front, front pocket. pocket yeah. And um, yeah, moshing is a, is, a, uh, is, is a sport. It's a sport. And there's a lot of movement. And sometimes you jump. And sometimes <laughs> your phone flies out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. And then a... A real good Samaritan young boy uh, picks it up and makes a real confused expression. Whose cell phone is this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I just I'm glad that the that the community at the Mannequin Pussy Show was kind enough to rescue my cell phone and then hold it for me. Yeah. Uh, my dad held my cell phone for me. My my show dad held my <laughs> cell phone for me. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, boy, that was a that was it was an amazing performance. It was a, a really well measured set list, a really well paced set list. Mm -hmm. um, they hit pretty much. I think they did every song off of Patience. Mm -hmm. They did a good number off of Romantic. Um, a couple of Gypsy Fer Pervert deep cuts. Um, 
And yeah, slayed it the whole time. As mm-hmm. Mike mentioned, Marissa's uh, ensemble was on point. Um, and she is not afraid to potentially pop a boob, pop a boob <laughs> at an yeah. audience. Um, it was hard not to look at, but yeah. um, but then you remembered that there was this woman screaming in your face. What, Jillian? You look like you have questions. It's a whole boob out. No, <laughs> no, like her, she had like a tied top, like crop top off, and like on, and like when she would raise her arms, it was like a lot of under slightly boob. like you know under boob was kind of showing. Wow, it wasn't a big deal, but yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah, um she's she's a very kinetic performer. She's yeah, moving totally. all over the place. And um man, just e- e- I'm sure everyone's had this experience at a concert where it's like you don't just want to stare at the lead singer because it feels unfair to the rest of the band, right. but it's hard not it's to hard because not she's to. she's very she's mm-hmm. very um she's very wild on stage. Mm-hmm. Um and Bear the bassist is he's just kind of over there in the court, but like he's, he's great, yeah, yeah, like his head movement is really fun to look at. Yeah. Um, but then, as we mentioned, um, Kayleen, the drummer, uh, just, I mean, a drummer is always the backbone of the band, like mm. quite literally, but she she manages to elevate songs that might feel lesser um, on that album yeah. um, or in their discography, but she's just so fucking powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, her Her runs are massive, yeah. massive. She's wild. Yeah. There uh, was a point though where in the basses like threw his face up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> I caught it perfectly and was just still like, oh yeah. God. Yeah. Um <sighs> Yeah, I mean couldn't have asked for a better performance. I, I I went since the day that I bought those tickets, I have been telling people that I would like to be kicked in the head at the show. And I mean that more figuratively than literally, but um but yeah, being in that pit, it just it felt right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, toads. Toads. Yeah. Uh, any any highlight uh, songs that you that you really love from that performance, guys? Mm-hmm. Drunk too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I mean, of course. I like that she trolled the audience a little bit because she was yeah. like, all right, now I'm we're going to trade drunk, drunk one. one. <laughs> <laughs> but Which is like a 45-second song yeah, in fucking riffs. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Another highlight was her speech that she gave. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Like She was just talking about how um, you know, being in the music industry, especially as a woman of color, is really difficult and how it's important to elevate musicians and... And then just talking about how thankful she was for how they've gotten to where they've gotten, and I got a, I got a little emotional, honestly. Yeah. How they're officially on tour now yeah, because they like have a, a real tour, tour. They're really touring. And they're Who they really, really love, according to their Instagram yeah, account, yeah. which is oh really heartwarming. And like, well, another thing that was very sweet. Um, they played in Philly on like Thursday or something. And Michelle Zahner was there and gave her, oh, gave, the band gave her flowers. A beautiful bouquet. A very beautiful bouquet of flowers. And I was just like, I love how these people are so f- close. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so she's, she said on Twitter, she's like, it's just so great seeing your friends succeed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I love these people <laughs> so much. <laughs> and Marissa's yeah. outfit at that show was also amazing. It was yeah, like this like, yeah. like sequin, shiny, mm-hmm. like yeah, she's killing it. suit thing. With their almost. clothes. She's yeah. killing it with those clothes. Um, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I was like, that speech gave me some feels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's been great in general seeing a lot of women of color these days really speaking out about that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's important and, you know, we need to be giving them the space to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's great that, that they've been allowing themselves to do that without any, you know, and hopefully people aren't going to be assholes about it. 
Some yeah. have been. I feel like the punk rock community is like supportive. growing collectively and and maturing. Not like, you know, I always feel like it's been inclusive, mm-hmm. um, but there is that toxic masculinity side to it of As like the crusty punks group. or anarcho yeah. punks, but. The rest of it is very inclusive. Yeah, as it is in every subgroup. Uh, but I think yeah. I think it also is just because growing with some of these punk bands too. Like, we're all around the same age as a lot of these bands and stuff. And I think it has something to do with that. Like, we're all growing and learning about these things more and more. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and kind of finding finding our way together. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But yeah, it did. Feel, it felt like an important moment, and everyone seemed pretty receptive to yeah, it. Yeah, no, for sure. No shouts of fuck you from the back of the house, um, which was, yeah, thank God. Um, But yeah, overall, that show kicked my ass and I was hurting a little bit in the morning and my ears were ringing, (laughs) but it it felt worth it. Yeah, I think I was having a hard time the next morning, too. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Mr. Moshpit needed some Bengay for his sore (laughs) knees. I rubbed Vicks on my chest and I just took a a warm bath. Ooh, I want some Vicks. I didn't really do that. Um, Yeah, it's funny. The actual... Uh, process of moshing wasn't so hard. It was just my it was just my mosh longevity. Oh, okay. Like I, I just couldn't like go for as long. You know, yeah. it's it's really the uh, the stamina that you lose in your in your old age. And I'm so so very old. <laughs> um, Please. <laughs> um, so if we have any uh, European listeners, Mannequin Pussy is about to set off on a European tour. Go see them and get your head kicked in and your butt smashed. <laughs> mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. butt blown off and explode smashed. your cheeks <laughs> I always say that before I go up to a punk show let's mm-hmm. go blow some butts let's go, oh, let's go smash some ass um, <laughs> So each week here on Dig you, Did You Bring Earplugs, Dig you. Dig you Bring an Earplug, we talk about songs that we love and that we want you to listen to and that we think are great. And this is a segment called Jams for the Week. Isn't it Songs for the Week? Is it Songs for the Week? I don't know anymore. I think we should, okay, here, let's let's talk about this. Let's do it. I don't think it'll be very long. Sorry. I think we should do Songs of the Week per year comment Sasha because there's another podcast out there that uses jams very liberally uh, that we okay. want to probably distance ourselves yeah. from so yeah. this segment's called songs <laughs> for the week yeah. Jillian do you want to start us off sure um my s- songs for the week mm-hmm. my song for the week I want to make sure I get it right please do yeah it's all about um, branding is living room New York by Laura Stevenson her very much and I was an, a huge fan um, for a long time and then she came out with a new album earlier this year I believe and for whatever reason I just didn't have the energy to listen to a brand new album do you ever get that with oh totally album? totally yeah oh yeah when like it could be one of your favorite artists but you're still like ah, I have to learn all of this it's the same feeling of like like you took the bus here today mm-hmm. it's the same feeling of like I have this whole journey in front of me yeah and I know that it'll be rewarding when I'm done with it mm-hmm. and that there will be experiences along the way. Right. But the thought of of getting, getting out on, on that journey can mm-hmm. be daunting sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I had just put it off and put it off. But there was like a really good reception to that song. I think it was like the first single off the album. Mm-hmm. And Spotify does that like Discover Weekly where mm-hmm. like based mm-hmm. off your listening, they'll put together like some songs and... um 
And that came up on mine, and I was like, oh, God, this is incredible. Um, she's great. And I think a lot of this album that she just put out has to do with um, some mental health issues that she deals with, um, some, some of them more uncommon than, than, you know, just depression and anxiety. Mm. So mm. Uh, hearing her speak about that, and um, it also deal, has to deal with, like, um, trouble she had at home with her mom growing up, like her mom, like abusive partners that her mom had and stuff like mm, that. So wow. I think it's a really powerful album. I'm, I'm excited to get into it deeper, but that single is so, so good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Sasha, you ready for us? Yeah. Um, I'm picking Danny Brown's new song, Best Life. <laughs> From the store where hot dogs got bored right up in the same pot. Oh, cup the rock went front, flipping on mats up, flipping them sacks, hiding seats and spots to out on we sell crack. Facts, warm drugs was a chess game, was a pawn, guns drawn on my front lawn. Just a young nigga staring down the corner, checking out the hustlers with the latest kicks on them. No one nigga want, mama ain't got it. Fucking up a school line, but she know about it. I didn't know that Q-Tip produced or like is an executive producer on he a is, lot of this album. That makes so much sense. Yeah, because it has such a '90s feel to mm-hmm. me. Like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Um, yeah, I, I love I love that song. And I like how even as Danny Brown's aesthetic evolves mm-hmm. and he becomes like a little easier to stomach. Well, Atrocity Exhibition was pretty grotesque, yeah. but like the, <laughs> a lot of the artwork for this album is like very like pastel yeah, and kind of yeah, like sure. like a, has a retro vibe but mm-hmm. he's still crazy ass Danny Brown <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah totally um but yeah I love the song um I I just like the I like the sort of the positivity of it too like he's definitely like he's always been so open and honest about his upbringing and his problems with drugs and mental illness and I just like that this is about like continuing to grow as a person and just living your life the best way you can, you know, given the circumstances that you used to be under. And, you know, I think it's clear, like you can see it in him that he's doing more for himself. Like, like he's doing that like talk show that like online talk Mm -hmm. show. And like, he's just trying to like elevate himself. And I think it's great. Like, and the song is, again, like the song has like that 90s feel that I just love. Um, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. Good shit. Nice. Mike? Um, I listened to a lot of Discover Weekly this week, but I I really don't have any tracks that I would recommend. I mean, Sufjan Stevens put out a new song called Three, but it's just a mm. piano instrumental mm. that's pretty frenetic. Um, frenetic piano instrumental. Artist. That, does, that sounds well, really like, interesting, though. I, I mean, it's interesting, but it's like a two and a sub three minute track mm. that's just all piano so i would just say go listen to drunk two or patience by mannequin pussy it's all right great. that's I fair drunk two last time though don't we? but sure listen to it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it, it is again. a song that demands re-listening yeah i agree All right, so Mike has sort of no recommendation, but also does kind of, but that's okay. That was a weak week. Um, you can also recommend old songs, like old, like doesn't have to be necessarily mm-hmm. a new thing. Hmm. I do for, that a lot. Do you for, have anything? For future things. Oh, no, okay. it's, it's all good. Okay. Um, so uh, we all were very affected by the Mannequin <laughs> Pussy performance, and I want to talk about Another pussy band um, that, well, so this Mannequin Pussy show was originally supposed to happen at Shuba's, but it was moved to Lincoln Hall. And um, uh, I want to talk about a band that I saw at Shuba's, um, Perfect Pussy. And that's their song, Interference Fits, from their 2014 LP, their only LP, um, Say Yes to Love.
this is kind of the standout single on that album because it's it's more accessible than the rest of the album, which is pretty like aggressive, um, like thrash punk. Mm. Um, but this song is about so much. Um, it's where the album gets its title, and it's about the kind of blurred line that starts to manifest when, especially for people who like belong to these kind of like radical subcultures <laughs> in their youth, about how you have to start reconciling those things with like the responsibilities of adult life and kind of acknowledging that there is beauty in the like status quo mundane, um, but also trying to hang on to like the overzealous, rebellious nature of youth. Um, she talks about people, there's a line about people falling in love with themselves and falling in love with other people and taking that surface value, you could say like, oh, people like becoming obsessed with themselves. But I think it, it more means people becoming more accustomed and comfortable in their own skin. And then that giving way to being able to find, you know, true companionship. Um, it's a really deep song, mm -hmm. like both lyrically and aesthetically. And I think the reason, so <clears throat> the song is like really fuzzy and like most of um, the lead singer Meredith Gray's <laughs> vocals are really obscured by like distortion and feedback. Mm -hmm. But I think that's purposeful because the themes that she's singing about are very amorphous and they will mean different things to different people. Um, and structurally it's really interesting because the verses keep hinting that they're going to like culminate in a recitation yeah. of a chorus, but th there is no chorus to the song and it feels like these constant like kind of stop starts and then it explodes in this like kind of <laughs> cathartic, like almost um, stream of consciousness block of lyrics at the end. Um, and then it sort of, <laughs> it sort of ends like the graduate where it feels like it reaches a conclusion, but then it lingers a little bit too long. And it's just this like high pitched thrum for, so th the song in, in, in earnest only takes up about a minute and a half or two minutes. Mm. And then there's like a minute sustained of this like high pitched whine that like, I think is supposed to represent the fact that like, even after you start to grapple and make sense of these changing elements of your life that you then have to live your life after that. And it, and it is unpleasant at times, but the fact that it goes on, there's, there's, you know, something, something significant there. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer that that band didn't stick around longer. Um, but, yeah. but they put out a really good LP and, uh, I think Meredith Graves was like an MTV cor correspondent for a while. And so, yeah, yeah I, I know, I know that she, she wrote a couple of essays that were really well received. Um, but yeah, perfect pussy. If you ever want to come back and like do music again, that would be super cool. Super badass. Cool. Um, <laughs> we're wrapping up. That does it. Uh, I want to say thank you to Josh Stanley of the band Modaf uh, for supplying our theme song. You can find out about Modaf at modaf.bandcamp.com and you can follow them on Instagram at modafftheband.com. You can follow us on Instagram at dybepod and you can email us at dybepod at gmail.com if you want to, I don't know, uh, tell Jillian about a time that you saw Manchester Orchestra. Yeah. yeah. Tell Sasha about... Um, Vicks Vapor Rub. Vicks Vapor Rub yes, and all, all of the... Or Daniel Brown. Or, or, or Sir Daniel Brown. Hi, I'm Daniel. Um, <laughs> you can talk to Mike about a time that you heard a piano instrumental and it really affected you. And you can tell me about a time that you went into a mosh pit and it was highly regrettable. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you lost your underpants, we'd like to hear that story. Ooh, and how that happened. Yeah, honestly, if you ever lost like an underlying yeah. piece of clothing in a mosh pit, I want to hear I about it. Because yeah. how does that even work? <laughs> That's not how physics be. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for another week, um, I'm Julian. This has been Did You Bring Earplugs? Phoebe, would you like to say anything before we go? Oh, Phoebe, just want to say that press photo for that song you did for the Between Two Friends Hell movie yeah. with uh, Matt yeah. Berninger is such a good aesthetic. That outfit. It's so There's, good. There was so the much shit. win in that title of that article. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah. I don't know how much cultural relevancy between two friends still has, but um, if they're uh, tapping into pop music as any indication, then it's mm -hmm. it's still still going strong. Um, Got it. Phoebe, you're doing great. Um, I think that's it. I think we're done. Mm -hmm. You can stop listening 
I mean, mm, listen to the end. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Those are aggressive claps. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Well, we turn them Sasha just said, my hands hurt feeling them. What is it? Angry clapping?